Secrets of the Sire is now the Rogue Wave podcast. If you're listening to this, it means you still haven't subscribed to Rogue Wave on iTunes and Google Pods. For now, we'll be available through the old Secrets of the Sire feed, but not for long. To subscribe to the Rogue Wave podcast on iTunes, simply go to secretsofthesire.com slash iTunes, and it will take you to our new home on Apple Podcasts. Click the subscribe button, and you're good to go. Go to secretsofthesire.com slash Google to do the same on Google Pods. We thank you for your support and look forward to it continuing via the Rogue Wave podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Wave podcast. I can say another because this is our second episode uh, ever since we went from Secrets of the Sire into the Rogue Wave podcast. We are the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here on the roguewavepodcast.com, which then goes over to facebook.com slash roguewavepodcast and twitch.tv slash roguewavepodcast. Find our podcasting apps on all the major podcasting apps that you can find out there. So there's Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and uh, we'll be up on Google Play very shortly and iHeartRadio very shortly as well. Tonight, March Movie Madness, DC Films Edition, Westworld versus Game of Thrones, and the coronavirus kills comics for now question mark i am your host michael dolce and as always i'm joined by my cohort in crime the lord of the live stream himself mr son godwin or as my four-year-old likes to call you hosan godwin and he for some reason cannot change saying that don't know why how are you doing sir it's wednesday it is wednesday and uh we're, we're living in the new normal for now so uh over under when do you think we're back to like actually leaving the house again december over and under what like uh over under may 1st under oh i like wow that's optimism i like that over under easter which is april like 8th or 9th this year over okay all right so you're you're giving you're giving the mid-april the mid-april hurrah um Good news for my family, bad news for me. No, I'm uh, saying May 1st. is the. I'm giving the May 1st hurrah, not mid-April. Well, no, you're <laughs> saying it's under May 1st, It's that we're going to go back to work under May 1st, so before May 1st. Yeah, but that could be April 31st. It so. could. Well, no, it can't be. Yeah, April 30th. Boom. Look at us go. Uh, and everyone's – you're holding up good. So, you know, one thing I thought of uh, before you answer that question is um, – we hope that we're at least helping you uh, get a little distraction, a little diversion from all the uh, craziness that is going on. We hope you guys are all uh, well, and uh, Hassan, I hope you are well uh, with your, you know, you and yours are well as well. That's just not so good far grammar, right? So, yeah, I'm not. I, I wasn't going to make a, a big deal out of it. I'll make it for you. All right. We begin with our opening credits. Uh, True news. This is a a Hollywood reporter reporting this. Rosaria Dawson is joining the Mandalorian as Jedi Ashoka Tano. Ahsoka. Oh, Ahsoka? Mm -hmm. Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But here's the big question. Could this be a backdoor pilot for an Ahsoka series? Uh, first of all, do you have any idea who that character is, by the way? Is that a brand uh, new character? <laughs> I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Because you're, you're like Je- you are the Jedi master of our podcast. No, Ahsoka is not a new character. <laughs> okay, so that's playing from the Clone Wars, right? Yeah, she started the Clone Wars. She was also in Rebels. Okay, see? She's been in a few books, uh, a lot of comic books, and uh, she was actually in episode nine, briefly. Really? She featured in, yeah. She's one of the voices that Ray hears. Oh, okay. So we don't see her. We hear no. her. No, no. You don't see her. But the Ashley Eckstein, who is the uh, voice of Ahsoka, was the voice, one of the voices mm-hmm. that spoke to uh, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, a terrible, terrible ending of uh, Rise of <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hold it in. You know, it's it. funny. They have that meme going around with the coronavirus, uh, which I think you posted with the um, uh, from Monty Python, where the guy is taking forever. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I, I, you could literally take uh, Ben <laughs> from <laughs> Solo from that last thing and insert him there, and I feel like that would <laughs> it would like works exactly the same. Yeah, yeah you know? that's just a that's just a bad movie. It just really is. I'm sorry. Um, you, you know what it is again? Not not to rehash things. It, yeah. it, it's not it's not a very good. Star Wars movie, uh, but it could have been. It just there's it's it's just so unfortunate. Like it really is that they had it no is plan. Just, it it just isn't it isn't anything. It isn't an entity. It isn't a real thing. It isn't mm-hmm. tangible. It's all pandering. It's all a, an attempt to make up and appease. It's all trying to fill in story yeah. where there was no story in the first I know. place. I know, and it just doesn't. It just it just doesn't work. But anyway. That's not what the t- one of the topics that we were supposed to be talking about. So. No, it's, it's, look, we can do what we want here. That's, that's <laughs> good. No, I can't. You don't want to get me started on the rise of the Skywalker. Suits, the suits, the suits so are going to do nothing for us. We're, Holy we're God. Here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The suits, are all, the the reason- suits are all held up in, uh, in, their, in their bunkers right now. So we, we can do what we want. That's kind of good. All right. So do you want to talk about Rise of Skywalker? Now nah, we'll move on to the next topic. I didn't think so. <laughs> no, but uh, so let me ask you. Uh, just getting back to Ahsoka real quick. Uh, good, good casting. What, what do you think? I don't know. Well, I'll have to see her. You know. Yeah. I mean, Rosario Dawson can pretty much do anything. Like so. she could do no wrong, right? Oh, she could do plenty of wrong. I mean, she really? could. Acting wise, she could do. I mean, I don't, nobody can do no wrong. Who could do? Who, who do you know who could do no wrong? Captain Literal no. Man. <laughs> yes, acting wise, she can do no wrong. Correct. I mean, is yeah, safe to assume like she's, she's just solid all around. I think she's always. capable of playing a character, but who knows if she is capable of playing that character? You know, yeah. I mean, that character is it. It was. It's like um, Harley Quinn. So yeah. obviously, um, obviously, uh, Margot Robbie was able to be the embodiment of a cartoon, a character that was originated as a cartoon. Mm-hmm. We will see if Rosario Dawson can uh, can make lightning strike twice like uh, Margot Robbie. In her own way, right? Or, or you know, I, that's the one argument with Margot Robbie too, right? Is that it's, is it, 
you know, it's not the, it's not necessarily the Harley Quinn. It's it's its own entity, right? And I guess this one's a little different. No, I guess it's not really a little different considering. It's the same thing. Pretty much yeah. the same thing. It is pretty much the same. It is apples yeah. to apples in this case. So the question is, is that is it going to be different enough uh, that the fans who are expecting to see their fan favorite cartoon character, uh, you know, in live action, uh, be displeased or not you know will they will they will they look at it because i know some people have complained that it's well this is not the harley quinn that you know i grew up watching in the cartoons or this is not the harley quinn that uh, that i know of it's um, not gonna be because it's a cartoon like when yeah. you bring a cartoon to life it's not gonna be the same thing you know yeah the boba fett you know was not the same boba fett from the uh from the christmas special <laughs> yeah, boba true. fett started out as a cartoon you know that's so true. i mean it, it it is now nobody really you know i mean people only saw the christmas special once and uh you know they they weren't they weren't uh enamored with uh, boba fett they weren't he didn't become a household name through that uh through that that really terrible uh christmas special cartoon right well, actually cartoon is okay the christmas special is pretty bad so i mean when you brought him out in the movie and of course that was so long ago that was 1980 right. 1979 so by the time anybody realized what was going on, it was, you know, it was already different. But I'm just saying, when you transfer a character from a cartoon to real life, mm-hmm. something's going to be different, you know? It's always going to be a little strange. It's going to be a little different. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Adam West. Oh, we will. We will, because he, uh, he's part of our uh, March Movie Madness DC Films coming up next segment. I like your segue. A little early, a little early. We've got one other story to talk about right now. Westworld just so killed you don't off. Have any, you're not going to anecdotally respond to that. You're just going to segue it off. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, Westworld just killed off this surviving Game of Thrones character. Uh, How did it kill that spoiler character? Spoiler alert. Uh, this is from the New York Post. That's the headline from the New York Post. Hmm. Uh, Drogon, the largest of Daenerys Targaryen's dragons. Drogon. What is with you in the name? Dro- Drogon. 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 Not Drogon. Well, it's not Drogan. I didn't say Drogan. Drogon. Drogon. They've pronounced it Drogon for almost ten years. It's well, it Drogon. don't. It don't matter now because uh, in a shocker, <laughs> he meets his demise on Westworld. How? How did he meet his demise? This is again spoilers for anyone uh, who is watching season three. Has not seen mm-hmm. second episode. It's, it was a couple days ago, though, at this point. Uh, Sunday's Westworld episode, The Winter Line, features a cameo from Game of Thrones creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, as well as Drogon, the dragon. Uh, here's what happens. Season 3 is set in 2058 and follows Dolores, who is a robot, as she leaves the luxury theme park and ventures into the human world. Some characters are still in the park. About 39 minutes into the episode, Bernard and Stubbs, that's Luke Hemsworth and Jeffrey Wright, uh, who are both robots, sorry, another spoiler alert there, are wandering around the lab part of the park searching for Maeve. Uh, Bernard is surprised to see activity in the lab with human techs bustling around. I thought the parks were shut down, Bernard asks. Fair question. Uh, they are, Stubbs explains. These techs are just waiting to see if they get laid off. The camera then cuts to two lab techs behind a glass wall, Benioff sitting in a chair and Weiss standing. Uh, they're both wearing the gloves and aprons of a typical Westworld lab tech. And they're talking about possibly taking another job, a startup in Costa Rica. He then picks up a saw-like object, turns it on while muttering something about chopping it up, and walks toward Drogon, who is Drogon. 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 Who is lying in the room with them, implying that Drogon is a robot. At the end of Game of Thrones, Drogon was seen 
flying off with Daenerys' body after Jon Snow kills her. That's right, for surviving all the wars and bloodshed. And for melting the Iron Throne itself, Drogon gets chopped up. Now, Michael, did you see the episode? Yeah. Did you hear the dialogue before he went over the chop Drogon off up? Uh, I believe so. Yes, I, I mean, and I remember him talking about like taking. I, to be honest with you, I, it was such a blink and you miss it kind of moment. Mm. That so uh, you didn't? Did you hear the dialogue? Uh, the one that I just said that they're both wearing gloves and aprons and talking about chopping it up. I did hear that. Why? No, he said, "How are you going to get that to Costa Rica?" Oh, look at you! So guys. they chopped him up and then they put him back together. So Drogon is fine. Oh. <laughs> They, was, uh, they chopped him up to ship him to Costa Rica. Here's the funny thing about um, about all this, though, too, and, and the Post kind of does talk about this. Uh, in a general public sentiment toward the duo, Benioff and Weiss is not warm and fuzzy. They canceled their San Diego Comic-Con appearance, and that was upsetting to fans because they wanted a chance to explain their season eight um uh, Fans wanted, fans wanted them oh, to yes. have, a, have an opportunity <clears throat> to explain it to them. I don't think I don't think they're anxious to explain anything to anybody at this point. Yeah, it's just funny because Westworld itself. Uh, I think you had texted me the ratings uh, after last week's show too, significantly down. Yeah, and this and, one was down also. This oh one yeah, was down from from the last one. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that, look, we'll get to the we'll we'll get to why. And I watched it because it's just. I hate watching obviously, at this point. Obviously come, not that. I've come so... No, I, I actually, closely. ironically enough, was drawing uh, while that was happening. I have uh, an art uh, commission I have to do, which is not great. Not paying attention. He's just not paying attention. Well, it's tough because once Aww. again, once again, Aww. Westworld, just what they did, and, and and immediately it was like one of those things where I, I, I'm sitting there, first of all, Maeve is one of the best characters, so I was excited to see her again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited to... Um, and uh, and the dude from the Punisher, you know, he returned as well, and that was really awesome. Uh, and they threw in a couple little bones for you, but again, just everyone just keeps coming back as robots. So, like, what's you know, it's almost like what's the point that you know, no one can. I really think I die. said that last week. I think I made that the commentary last week about it being really trite science fiction with one. It's a kind of a one note thing. Yeah. And in the previous episode with um, with Dolores. And how she just, you know, she runs around and she shoots everybody, you know, right. and she's, okay, she's, she's a super robot. How many times have we seen a super robot? Right. You know, I mean, it's, and, it, and it's, it would be fine if it allowed itself, in my opinion, in mm-hmm. my personal opinion, it would be fine if it allowed itself to just be a kind of, and I don't mean this in a negative way, as schlocky, but I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Mm-hmm. If, if it would just allow itself to be like an action story. You know, an action sci-fi story, an action, you know. Which is essentially what it is If now, it would just story. allow itself to be that yeah. instead of trying to be so heavy. Right. And so pretentiously dire with everything. Yeah. And then it just doesn't, you know, because it doesn't really have much to say. It doesn't have much to add to the genre. So by it being so pretentious, it's like a much ado about nothing. Not, not even just adding to the drama, though, or, or sorry, adding to the genre, genre. Sorry, not even not even just adding to the genre. It, it, look, not everything that that gets created needs to necessarily tell you so, tell you a new That's story. Not what it I just said. needs to what hang I, on, hang on. I'm not hang on. Oh, I'm not there you yet. Cut me off. Did you I'm cut not me there off? yet. 
I'm, I'm actually no, no, no. I'm actually reinforcing your own point, uh, yeah, which which is what I'm trying to reinforce to do. my point. Yes, I will. Um, not not everything has to be this most groundbreaking, um, you know, thing that's ever existed. It can just be a, a new spin on something we've seen before. It could just be an entertaining spin on something we've already seen before. I mean, I've seen movies before where it's like, well, I've seen this movie before. However, I enjoy it and it's done well, that's so I can. That's literally exactly what I just said. I agree with you, and that's why I'm agreeing yeah, but you with you. just cut me off to tell me what I just said again. Yes. Yes. Westworld isn't even doing that. They're resorting back to, again, oh, what time is this happening in? You know, because Maeve is not, Maeve's storyline, again, is now taking place in between season two and three or, or during. And it's like, come on, guys. I like, said this to you last week when you, were, you wanted, you proposed going into this rabbit hole of, of you know, it, and I was like, come on, man. You know what it's going to be like. And two episodes in, it's kind of it's doing the same. I mean, it's a little more linear than it was last. I, season. Yeah, it does. And, but and, it's doing uh, the same. It's pulling the same tricks again. It doesn't and have it's, to it's, do this either. It doesn't have to. You, you know, again, this is the, this is the big argument after season I, two. I just said that it yeah, did. It, that it episode season one set up a rabbit hole of different storylines to to take your phrase right now that you could have gone in. That could have been told in a linear way at this point. Uh, maybe there's a flashback. Maybe there's a relevance to the flashback. But but it they don't they don't have confidence in the in no. the actual genuine source material in the story Correct. in and of itself. Correct. So they always so they have to dazzle you with the with the presentation. Correct. The and way instead, the story is told, and it's not working because it is so cerebral, it is so dense. And it's so yes. unnecessarily dense. Yes, yes. There's, there's no access point. Like, you cannot yeah. make access to it. And I don't care. I don't, I care more about Maeve than I do about Dolores. But oh, my God. I can't point, stand Dolores. I can't stand Dolores. at this point, it doesn't really matter because it's, it's like, okay, so, like, are you going to pit Maeve against Dolores? Great. But they still, even, even when they had the opportunity to just go in there and yeah. enlist Maeve, to go against Dolores, right. you still had to have a twist to it where it wasn't, you know, it was a completely different character pulling the strings. And now it's going to be a control uh, battle yeah. between Maeve and this other guy who has got control over her. Yeah. And, and here we go again. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, you I don't agree. even know technically if Maeve is out of the simulation. Right. If she's real, if anything. So, you know, it's, it's right. lost all over again. You know, yeah. and look, it, it, um, it's, it's the worst aspects of loss. It's the worst gimmicks of loss without storytelling, without narrative. Again, I wouldn't even compare this to Lost because Lost to me righted itself. Well, no, to me, Lost righted itself as soon as yeah, they had you, an ending. You and, you and Pat can have a long. <laughs> about that I did. I thought. I thought it. I thought it once. Once it had a clear direction, it it went in a direction, and it did things That's, that I thought were. Perfect. Entertaining and it, well, but here's the other thing too. I didn't need a PhD to watch it, and I also didn't need to like. I mean, really, the 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 level of focus that you need to watch Westworld uh, is, like you said, unnecessary, and it's not something that I want to even partake in. It's not even amount of focus. It's not a reward for the focus it put into it. Right? Okay. It's, That's not, a, it's yes. not really the focus. The focus is not a difficulty for for me at least. I don't have a I don't have a problem paying attention to what I'm watching. But yeah. the problem is once you're when when you're paying attention 
and you see exactly what the reveal is or what mm-hmm. the what the with the punchline of each uh you know of each one of these parables is mm-hmm. and you're like oh okay so you know we're still kind of just doing the same thing the, the robots are salty you know uh humanity's not worth it it's another you know it's kind of like a ron moore ian um kind of circumstance where the humans aren't really worth of worthy of being saved because they're, you know, there's a, a, a certain inherent despicableness to humanity in and of itself. Yep. So the robots are kind of there to be our conscience yep. and then they're, you know, but, but the problem is the robots are kind of learning from us. So they're kind of despicable as well. And they tend to, <sighs> yeah. them. and it's like, all right, okay, I got you. You know, so then do something interesting while we're doing, while we're sitting here waiting. And then all of it is just like these long, sweeping, pretentious, like pan scans Mm -hmm. of a future world and, you know, future helicopters landing and drones and stuff like that. And people having, uh, you know, people, CEOs having market share discussions about, (laughs) you know, the viability, the, you know, stock viability of whatever company after such and such massacre. And you're like, okay, so nothing's happening. Right. And I know where all it's, if you're a science fiction fan, and I'm talking genuine science fiction fan, you read science fiction, you read Asimov, you read, uh, you know. You so a nerd, Crane. a science fiction nerd, as opposed to a science fiction geek. If you're a science fiction fan and you read, and you're a reader, so you're, yeah. you're you know, you're versed, you know, unlike yourself. Correct. And you know no, you've, you've eliminated me with two, two, yeah, you, two and you know things. Right you know exactly oh, that's three. where that's all number this three. is going. <laughs> you know exactly where each and everything is going. So the problem is, you know, the 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 the, the lore is tell me it in an in an exciting and dazzling way. Yeah. And they don't. You know, and they're and, not. And not only that, not only that, they bring in two of the most hated people <laughs> in fandom at this moment <laughs> to to do a guest cameo. I mean, look, it's the, the, the hatred of those two guys is ridiculous, and the world will figure it out eventually. The world's going to get over it, you know. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna get over it. So I mean, yeah. that, that'll, that'll be in the annals. That's a, that's a, you know, that's a quarter in a footnote. the machine. A footnote. Yeah, that's a quarter in the, the, the archive machine, and that's all. And that's pretty cool. And the, in seeing Drogon, mm-hmm. it was, was kind of cool. I don't know why you didn't realize that he wasn't dead, but that's okay. Obviously, you don't, you don't pay attention to what you watch, but that's that's cool. I saw it and I go, oh, that's neat, and I put my head back down. And, and then the I, whole uh, the whole point, drawing. the whole point of your of your segment is that he's dead. That he's not dead. No, no, that was the that was the uh, New York Post. <laughs> the New York Post. Know what the hell they're talking about either? So what a shock! It's the New York <laughs> Post. I don't know. I have I a great New would. York Post story. Uh, that I'll talk Tell to you about off air. Tell me during the I break. I will tell you during the break. All right, when we come back, Hassan brilliantly segued it earlier. We've got the movies. We've got the seeds. We've got the bracket. Uh, it is time for our fourth annual March Movie Madness DC Films edition when we come back. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast. Uh, if you previously 
subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or any of the podcasting apps out there uh, that didn't convert over under Secrets of the Sire. We need you to go to a search for us on iTunes, on Google Play, uh, those two specifically, and find the Rogue Wave podcast and hit the little subscribe button. really helps us out, and uh, we really appreciate it. All right, we have done this four years in a row, back when we, were, when we were the Secrets of the Sire podcast, and now we are the Rogue Wave podcast. It is our March movie madness last week. We fielded a team of 16 movies. It's not really a team. A set of 16 films, and today we unleash the bracket. We have Superman 1 taking on <clears throat> either Batman Returns or the movie Red. I thought that was actually... Oh, sorry. Hang on. These are not the up-to-date. I will give you the up-to-date ones. It is Superman 1 taking on Batman Begins. It is Aquaman taking on either Batman Returns or the movie Red. It is Batman 1989 taking on Batman 1966 in the Earth-149 bracket. Uh, the, the previous bracket was the Earth-148 bracket. Basically, I typed in DC Earths and these four came up so this is why we're naming them what we're naming them uh take that dc fans keep it moving shazam taking on either batman forever or v for vendetta so in the case of batman returns and batman forever first of all there was a ton of batman movies uh as it turns out a that they made and b that are actually better than most other dc films like green lantern for example hmm. so in order to thin the herd out a little bit i thought we, we would throw that out there plus last week People noted, hey, where's V for Vendetta? Where's the movie Red? Red was a Wildstorm product, which is a DC Comics film. V for Vendetta was Vertigo, which is a DC Comics film. So in order to not lose those films, plus to give it a little more variety, because quite frankly, like I said, there's just a ton of Batman movies, I decided to throw a little wrinkle in and add them in a play-in game, which is what the NCAA does anyway. They do a little play-in game. It's like you made the tournament, and now you have to play again to make the tournament. It's very exciting. The Earth 154 bracket, Dark Knight versus Constantine, Joker versus Watchmen, the Earth 159 bracket, uh, Wonder Woman takes on Suicide Squad, and Superman 2 takes on Birds of Prey. That's the 2 3. Wonder Woman's the 1 4. Dark Knight, the 1 4. Joker, the 2 3. All right, let's do a couple things here. Let's, uh, let's, let's whittle down some 1 4 matchups, okay? Superman 1. Batman Begins. Your favorite is Superman One, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna predict you wanna you wanna pick Superman One. But tell me why. Because it's a superior movie. How is it a it superior? Is, it's movie? one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. It's pretty mm. much one of the first mainstream mm. comic book movies. Mm -hmm. It's done as though it was a real movie, as opposed to a formulaic like kind of cookie cutter. Uh, you know, process of mm -hmm. like origin, then, you know, then quick threat and love interest and stuff like that. It's a very, very well made movie. It's a good movie. Batman begins. You and it holds up if you, though. if you get, if you get past some of the, some of the, some of the costume. Well, <laughs> some of the, the, the fashion of the day kind of, it holds up <laughs> to an extent. It's side, interesting little sidebar. You know, obviously we're all kind of like, cooped up from coronavirus uh, lockdowns in New York. And uh, we put Sesame Street on for my, my son. And I accidentally put on Sesame Street Classic and then I had to go upstairs and then I came down and they were doing Disco D. <laughs> so it was like from like 1979 and it was a bunch of disco Muppets. So uh, just fun, fun, to, fun to look back in that era a little bit. Uh, and now we will 
sidebar back over here um or end sidebar yeah. whenever, whenever you're ready man. we'll go end sidebar <laughs> batman begins you can you can say though uh was was the reintroduction of the batman lore into theaters in a way that kind of canceled out the schumacher disaster that was batman and robin right i mean there, there is some weight to that film uh being both gritty and real, being both successful, whereas Batman and Robin was obviously not. And also, Tim Burton's Batmans, while always excel, you know, always being thought of and known as some of the best Batman films, Christopher Nolan's Batmans gave us more of the Dark Knight Returns, gritty, down-to-earth Batmans, that Tim Burton kind of balanced the two between that and the Adam West, and we'll get to their one-four matchup in a minute. So, I'm just throwing out some throwing out some potential reasons for us to yell upset. If you didn't tune in last week's episode, we can both at some point in this tournament pull an upset. That's it. Doesn't matter. You can Hassan. This could be your favorite movie of all time. I can say upset. I use up my one upset cue, and that's it. It moves on, no matter what. <gasps> that will not be the case here. We're gonna we're gonna push Superman one along ahead uh, in this tournament ahead of Batman Begins. But want to give some props to Batman Begins. It was uh, it was definitely a relevant movie, and uh, and again returned Batman to some non cheesy prominence. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Superman one is a fantastic movie. Uh, last year when we had the superhero tour be our um, sponsor. I got to do the superhero tour and we got to pass by the Daily News building where they filmed a lot of that uh, awesome uh, stuff where you know, like Lois is trapped on top and she falls down. It's pretty neat. Give a little shout out to them. All right, one four matchup. This one's an interesting one too. Tim Burton's Batman 1989 versus Adam West, the Adam West-led Batman 1966. Uh, your pick to move on. <laughs> it's not as uh, easy, right? I, I look, the Tim Burton Batman's great, but there's just—I was like six or seven when I used to watch the Adam West on what Batman. The, right? What's the category? Is there a category? Is it just? Nah. It's just plain like. It's just yeah. like and dislike. Yeah, it's like and dislike. We look. We can't get very nuanced with DC films because <laughs> there's just not enough there to get nuanced with. Um, um, I will. I will say Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, I will too. I, it pains me, but that's why I kind of put these two up against each other in a it's way. Just, you know, if it's just a like-dislike thing, I have a lot of nostalgic memories about that movie. So, you know. So that was, I, I, you know. I have a lot of nostalgia, nostalgia for the Adam West Batmans, though, too, because uh, yeah, that TV but... series to me was, like, when I was, like, seven years old, you know, I was literally running around my downstairs. I made, like, a Lego Batarang which really just turned into be like a boomerang and like I wanted to be a superhero and, and you know, I used to religiously, I wanted to watch every single episode of that Adam West. not be sharing this story. But Why? Right. When you're seven? <laughs> you're seven years old watching it, really. I also love the monkeys. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna rail on that? I bet you love the monkeys. I did I love the monkeys. How would you I'm not sure love the monkeys? I, I have no doubt that you, I don't know who the monkeys are. I didn't know. You don't know who the monkeys the are? Monkeys were not, the monkeys were not my watching regiment when I was a kid. I didn't watch oh, the man. monkeys. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we monkey around. I know around. who the monkeys are. I know they Last were the, train to Clarksville. Know. Excellent, excellent. I know they were a Song. rip off of the Beatles. They were they were a manufacturer. You know, they were Beatles they were a boy band. They were the very first boy band. Mm-hmm. That being said, Neil, that much. Neil Diamond wrote I, some songs for them. Some legendary songs. I got to be honest with you. Some some really good ones. Uh, Michael Nesmith eventually wrestled control. I I got to interview Michael Nesmith. Nice guy. Nice guy. Hoorah for the monkeys. Hoorah. I can't, be- I can't believe you're you're pooping on the monkeys. And you're pooping on and you're pooping on Adam West. I never watched the monkeys. And don't I didn't poop on Adam my, West. Don't use my up. Don't make me use. My, I didn't uh, say my upset here. that Adam West was bad. I said if it's a choice between the two, I, I would right. choose Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. All right. Don't we, don't we put will, words in my mouth. We will also we will also choose that. All right. Another one for matchup: Dark Knight, which you do not like, versus Constantine. Now, Dark Knight, uh, I believe, won our sequels march madness a few years ago uh two years ago we did best movie sequels the you know the dark knight ended up triumphant over logan i believe which was our final two uh, don't check the archives they're down now anyway not you should have checked it before we did the show though not, <laughs> well look if we ever if we ever get to the point <laughs> where people are like minutely checking back our archives that we've officially just you still just to us. you still won't. You'll leave it up to them to check. Well, of course I will. And but I'm just saying, if, if we get to the point where they start, you know, our our, you know, quote unquote fans start doing this just to poop on us, then we've officially made it. So it's a win-win one way or the other. It's win. I don't have to do the work, and it's a win uh, on the other end where we we can we know we've now officially made it where someone will will find this. But anyway, Dark Knight versus Constantine. I. I when I envisioned us doing the upset special, right? One of us gets to yell upset and move a movie ahead. I envision you using it on the dark night. I don't envision you using it in the first round though. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm not going to use the upset. Okay. You're not going to use it at all. I hope you use it at some point. Cause yeah. We'll point. see. What's it depends point? on if there's yeah. an upset. Okay. I if I told you I will use it, then it wouldn't genuinely be an upset. That's true. That's very true. Well, I appreciate I appreciate that. That's very uh, Jesus that's good. Okay. So I, I Constantine, I can't conceivably move this. I'm gonna go Dark Knight, right? We're we're gonna move Dark Knight along as this is this is a chalk bracket right now. Dark Knight moves on, right? Sure. Any any naysay? Okay. Final uh one four matchup. Wonder Woman versus Suicide Squad. I actually wavered here because I almost put Birds of Prey versus Wonder Woman. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to stack the deck there. I think we can all agree Wonder Woman moving on, right? Is that is that a is there much of an argument aside from the fact that we got a um, a movie representation of Harley Quinn? We got to fall in love with Margot Robbie as a as a as an action movie comic book movie star. I don't there's, think there's any other redeemable qualities to Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman's fine. Okay, move on. All right, so we're moving that on. So where things get interesting, the two three matchups. We're going to start in Earth one five nine. Superman 2 versus Birds of Prey. I actually love Superman 2 way more than Superman 1. I enjoy Superman 1. I like Superman 1. Superman 2, to me, though, you know, all Neil before Zod, I don't know, man. I think that's, I think that's the superior Superman film. Mm-hmm. 
I also think it's way superior to Birds of Prey. Can you it's give a better, me? An- it's a it's a funner film, but it's not Superman because I mean he murdered the three of them, and he he uses these ridiculous powers that he doesn't like. He the cellophane S. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the heck that was, and I didn't want to use that the was word his web hack. shooter. That was his web oh, shooter. Whatever. And the white lasers that come out of his hands, and holy god. Just, just De Laurentiis, just like, nah, I do what I want. I do what I want here. I will do what I want. It's mine. It's mine. I do what I want. Richard Donner, poo, I spit on you. I make the Richard better. Donner cut, though, is pretty good. <sighs> it is good. It's not good after 30 years of watching Superman's 1 and 2. It's not a superior, mm. like it's not a superior alternative, in my opinion. Mm. It is a better movie, but it's not a superior alternative. James Massio will argue that uh, you are wrong and that yeah, Richard Donner. Do whatever he wants. Hey, it's a free <laughs> concert, baby. Go do what you want. De Laurentiis, was sp- I spit on you too. Is it? Is there <laughs> enough? Is there I enough? I spend the money. I make the movie. To move Birds of Prey ahead of Superman too. <sighs> Birds of Prey really wasn't that great a movie. It's like, it, it's basically Batman and Robin, right? It's just not really that great a movie. It doesn't, it, it, it's Margot Robbie. She does a great job. She chooses scenery. Mm-hmm. Great experience with her. If you're into that character, the rest of the, the, the rest of the characters are kind of sidelined. Yeah. It's not all that interesting. No. Um, doesn't have a great villain. I mean, you no. have Zod. You can't compare Zod to uh, to Black. Ewan McGregor, yeah, yeah. So um, it's gonna have to be for me. It's gonna have to be uh, uh, Superman too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna push that ahead too. We will not get our ultimate Wonder Woman versus Birds of Prey moment, uh, which I kind of wanted, but Wonder Woman would have won that too. So, uh, all right, we we're moving along. We're doing pretty good here, and, and we're you're doing- neutering your entire brand right here by just <laughs> you're what? just talking about your agenda. You got what the agenda. agenda. You want you to. want me to you oh, want me I did to call out? Do, I did want yes. to see a Wonder Woman versus. Yeah, Wonder because yeah, that, of then that's an agenda, and then you also want me to, to, to no, predict no, 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 my upsets. No, no, no. That's it's an, not agenda. an agenda. An agenda. It has no agenda. It is an agenda. Look at the definition of the word agenda. You like need an agenda. Yeah, agenda. but you always use it in a negative connotation. You always take it as a negative. <laughs> that's right. I do because I know you. Because I know you. I know exactly what you're trying to do here. You cannot, you cannot dictate. I know exactly on, what you're trying to do. You cannot you, judge on my intentions. You can't do that. I have you an agenda do to do so, and that is my agenda to it do is, so. Mm, well, so that's, I just that's, did there. You with, that's you and your agenda problem. <laughs> you got that agenda problem licked. Earth 154. Ooh, I like, I like the reference to last week's show. Uh, Joker versus Watchmen. I thought this was a good pairing because you have two kind of out of the box DC films going up against each other. I know you kind of look. I won't say that Watchmen is necessarily a bad film, and I actually think it's too faithful an adaption that it doesn't work as a film simply because he, he there's too much reverence. Sometimes you have to kind of take an ultimate spin on things and do things a little bit differently. He does do that. Where uh, spoiler alert, he does not. Uh, you know, he makes Doctor Manhattan the villain at the end of the movie, and that's a a necessary it's, twist. Dr. Manhattan's still kind of the villain at the end of the story. 
depends on your point of view. He he, could he doesn't be, do anything about it. Right. He just he, he just goes along with it. So right. it, he's still the villain. He could he didn't he's he's as much the villain in the comic book as he is in the movie. Because right. He's not the one who did it. Same same culprit. Yeah, but then is the owl is the owl then a villain same, as well too at the end because they go along with it. Yeah, to an extent. Mm, I don't know. That's tough because then you're jeopardizing. No, the owl, the owl, and Rorschach are not because they actually tried to stop him. They did try to. They did not succeed, though. They didn't succeed, but they tried. And um, Doctor Manhattan half-heartedly tried, and then he got waylaid by um, the the logical conundrum of the whole thing, and then he killed Rorschach. Well, that's so true. He's, Okay, so yeah, I, all right, I give you that. No, I give you that final act. I think actually uh, does signify that he is still he is a he. You could categorize him as a villain. You could definitely categorize him as not the hero. But yes, by killing Rorschach, that that is a step further. Like yeah, to keep Silk it Spectre and the Owl, right? Silk Spectre and the Owl just kind of go into hiding, and they're kind of like, okay, we, you know, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. So they they there's inaction behind what they do. Mm-hmm. Twitter would probably blow up at them though, just, you know, just because. Thirty years canceled. later, you're saying they would get canceled. <laughs> All that being said, I think Joe Joker to me almost was going to be a one seed. I, it was between that and Batman 1989 in my mind as a as a one seed. Um, ah, no, maybe even Superman one as a one seed. It's uh, Joker's a Joker is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, it also has an Oscar under its belt for Joaquin Phoenix. It's not a movie I ever want to see again, but I appreciate what it was and the experience of watching it versus Watchmen where I don't. So I, I would personally say Joker moves on. What's your, what's your oh, move on no. this one? Hell no. <gasps> you go Watchmen over Joker. Hell yes. Ooh. Joker is the same situation as uh, um, what we were talking about with Westworld. It's the same trite, you know, cookie cutter story told, with some, you know, with some dressing on it, you know, you put it, you you put it in a new context mm. of what if it was a character that we're well, we're familiar with. What if we made you feel sympathy for the Joker, and we told you this same sad story about someone who's getting kicked around and then finally takes the, the you know, takes the law into their own hands and still punches down. You know, it's ridiculous. I don't necessarily agree with that, actually. I really don't. Of course don't. you don't. You didn't agree when we were reviewing the movie. I back. don't agree with that. I don't agree that it's a better film than Watchmen either. Like, I just don't. I think Watchmen just falls. We're not talking about what's a better film. We're talking about the films whether we liked it or not, right? That was yeah, the parameter. But, I mean, it was, all right. I agree with that, but I think... So, like, yeah, I, don't, I don't personally feel it was a better film. Mm. I liked it more than The Joker. Mm. which is why I can't come with you even though you're very strongly going to edge it towards that direction. Well, I'm going to give Joker the edge because it is the it is the favorite. It's two versus three, plus it's got the Oscar under its belt, plus it doesn't have Zack that's, Snyder's You know, that's, that's got... That, those, those are... Those are requisites that are outside of the parameters of your well, story. But Hassan, Hassan, I'm going to sit there and say I like Joker. You like 
Watchmen. So we're at a we're at a standstill. One, but I mean, it's got to be your your convictions have to be strong enough. It can't just be like, oh, well, I'm going to pad it with you know, because I'll just talk about a box office or I'll just talk about nostalgia. I'll okay, talk great. About so Joker's irrelevant. box office, yeah, Joker's box office crushed Watchmen's. But but that's box not the Joker, and we can also say that the you know the director said it's probably not even really the Joker. So it's all a lie in and of itself. It's not even a real genuine film about the joker it is a dc so. film though so it counts in our bracket and i'm gonna go with joker but it's not over technically about a particular yeah i mean i'm not talking well about let me ask you the question let me ask I'm you not a big trying question to change your mind because i don't really give a damn but i'm let saying if, if you want to throw if you want to throw in all these other parameters that would edge the the argument in your favor then there's other things i could throw in also i that don't hold up but yes you could let me ask they you a question. Hold up. They're what the director said. The are you going to use your? Are what? you going to use your upset here? Are you going to use your upset? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It's not like I don't care about the game, but I don't care enough about Watchmen or the Joker okay. to to pull a trump card. You do what you want. It's, it's an upset, not a not a trump card. We are an apolitical show. All right, we're going to move Joker ahead because it is the favorite. So it's going to get a little advantage. Just, like we're a little funny. That's all. That like, wasn't a. That was That wasn't a joke. It was. That was not a joke. It was. I am dead serious. We are an Trump card. Show. Trump card is not. Does not refer to the president. In yeah. these volatile moron. times, you are a moron. Keep in going. These volatile keep going. times. Stop demonstrating your buffoonery and keep going. All right, we we close out with the final two here, which I think are are really great. Now. Again, last week, I did neglect to bring in V for Vendetta and the movie Red. So the two movies that we had the most debate about last week were Batman Forever and Batman Returns. Plus, there were so many friggin' Batman movies, so this is a good way to thin the herd, potentially. I'm a huge fan of Batman Forever. Huge, huge fan of Batman Forever. I, I enjoyed it. Are. I enjoyed Jim Carrey oh, as the Riddler. Of course you are. I, didn't, I don't care about Two-Face, so I could care less about Tommy Lee Jones' rendition of it. Um, I just there's there's a nostalgia for it, but that being okay. said, I put it up against one of my favorite graphic novels of all time, purposely, and then I threw it out there on Facebook as well too. And the majority of people, to just to give us a little bit of an edge, picked V for Vendetta. I will not disagree with them. I I can't imagine you're going to disagree with them either, right? You're gonna you're gonna put V for Vendetta ahead of Batman Forever. Hell yeah. Okay. The majority of people said, I'm going to give you the one reason why V for Vendetta as a movie failed it for me. Is that unlike Watchmen, which did not... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend to care when you... When you I, I hope you elaborate. do. Well, you, okay. you do every week, so you do a good job. I'm practiced at it. I'm yeah, very good yeah. at it by now. You do a good okay. job. All right. Let's hear it, Michael. Tell me exactly Where? why. <laughs> and I'm listening. <laughs> oh, God, I hate you sometimes. All right. When... <laughs> We, whereas Watchmen was too faithful to the graphic novel, V Vendetta decides to enough. not be faithful at the very end. The very end, sorry for anybody who has not seen this movie, it's been out for 15 years or maybe 14 years or 13, I can't remember. 06? 08? I don't even remember now. It was, yeah. it was one of the O's. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was definitely it was an O's. old movie. <laughs> that's, it was an art. That's, it was that's, one of the arts. <laughs> it, that's an O face, yeah. Um, <laughs> the... Very end. So the graphic novel, the whole idea of the graphic novel is, is he or is he not her father? And in my mind, he is. 
And even if he's not, it's still, there's a relevance to the father figure uh, coming back and, and there's a father-daughter you know, relationship. The movie decides because they want to get female butts in seats that he loves her. And that's why he plucked her out you know, of the masses and saved her and took, an, took a liking to her and then put her through some of the mo- most brutal mental and physical tortures known to man. Wait, and that would make more sense to you if that was her father than if it was someone who loved her? Yes, absolutely. I, I think there's something about having her understand what he went through, uh, that, there's a, that there's a certain teaching aspect to it. You don't quite do that, in my mind, to someone that you kind of love. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But also, it just doesn't make sense to me in general. It defeats the whole purpose of the, of the book, in my mind. But they needed to get female butts in seats. So the executives were like, eh, make it a love story. We'll release it on Valentine's Day. It'll be fantastic. And so, so you think Batman Forever is a better movie? Uh, no, but for that reason alone, I just wanted to throw that out there. Mm. So we will push V for Vendetta along in the play-in game. It will take on Shazam. And that wasn't even hard. <laughs> But I wanted to get all that I, I will, out there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pretend to be interested in your opinion more because then I'll get more things happening my way. So, yeah, <laughs> all right. Look, I, I enjoy Batman Forever more than I enjoy Batman Returns. I think Batman Returns is horrible. Um, but I can understand why it's not a great film. Like, I can understand that. I can understand why it's not a great Batman film. I just happen to really like it. You know what I mean? That being said, I will, I will push V for Vendetta in ahead of it in the playing game. It'll take on Shazam. Now. Well in, done, Michael. In this, I'm glad I listened to your opinion. In this, <laughs> I, I got to go with the favorite in this one, but uh, can you give me a reason V for Vendetta should push past Shazam? I thought Shazam was a breath of fresh air. Mm. I thought it was a really good... Mm-hmm. opening outing for a film and especially given that it's a DC film I thought it was actually pretty pretty yeah, pretty good for me it was it's an okay film it's an okay film I don't mm-hmm. think it was better than V for Vendetta so I wouldn't push Ooh. it ahead okay because right. I mean it, it, at the end it becomes it, it it's it takes on the tropes of a lot of it makes the mistakes of a lot of other origin uh, superhero movies right so at the end he turns his entire family into a bunch of a uh, swirler and, and into into <laughs> into the other uh, gods and um, you know, and then all of a sudden, even though the entire movie, he spends the entire film trying to figure out how to use his powers and what he's good for, whatever mm-hmm. his, his entire family are able to expertly use their powers against the, the deadly sins. Um, without, sure. Nah, it didn't sure. work for me. Okay. Um, I all liked right. it. I liked it. And I liked the cast. Yeah. I really do like the cast. Um, I wasn't that enamored with, um, Shazam himself. I forget the actor's name. Damn. Oh gosh, you just got me. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that enamored with it because I think it was a little too cute. Um, because I remember Shazam from the comic books. I remember and then I definitely the last impression of Shazam I had, um, the last really good one was from Kingdom Come. Zachary Levi. You know? Zachary Levi, yeah, that's it. And and I liked him, but I think He's, it was so obvious he was in a muscle suit, even though he, those were his, he was he's a built guy. He's, he's very you know, rich. Yeah. yeah, 
it was so obvious that that was a fake, you know, like to me, it just didn't, it didn't look right. I liked it. Hmm. I liked it. And I agree with you. It's a breath of fresh air, but I, it's, it wasn't better than V for Vendetta for me. L- let me ask you a question for V for Vendetta. The flaw that I had with it. Did you share the same flaw or no? About the, the story about yeah. it not being. Yeah. No, because I read V for Vendetta after the movie. So mm-hmm. when I read the comic, I was like, oh, that would make it. Do you know what's amazing? Probably two of my top five graphic novels of all time, Watchmen and V for Vendetta, you watched the movie first. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a DC fan when I was a kid. I didn't read DC comics. When we were at Wizard, though, that was like you had, you had any comic at your fingertips that you could read. Not necessarily. I was in accounting. I was not allowed to go into the <laughs> vault and just pull books out like you were from research. Shout out to Dan Riley, who ran research and was the keeper of said vault of uh, comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day we'll uh, do a, an no, entire so podcast. We will do a wizard uh, reunion podcast. But I didn't even come to appreciate. Now, I, pre- I started to appreciate Batman when, in 91 when the movie came out. Yeah. And that was a bonding uh, experience true. with my that's uncle. True, in that sense, yeah. You know, okay. because uh, I, you know, I watched, Of course, I watched the Adam West uh, show, but uh, you know, then then later I was, you know, thoroughly schooled by mm-hmm. all Batman experts that we are not, we were not to utilize the, uh, the 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 Adam West Batman as any kind of reference to anything because it was yeah. a travesty in comparison to the actual uh, comic book in and of itself. And, uh, you know, watching the 1991 comedy, kind of, that's how I was exposed to it. I, mm-hmm. I became enamored with it because of, the, uh, because of that movie and also the animated series. Yeah. And then I started reading the comics. And then I started getting into, you know, and then I read The Killing Joke and I read all those, you know, I, and the, in year one and, you know, The Dark Knight uh, Returns and, mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in transition. So it wasn't until after these other, you know, uh, tremendous pieces of, uh, of, of comic book material came to my attention that I started actually reading them for what they were. Yeah. But when I was a kid, it was a matter of coolness, whether you read DC comics or Marvel, it was, that was a profound, interesting. That was a profound thing. That was, it was definitely, a, uh, you were either a Marvel guy or a DC guy. You could not be both. Don't you miss those you could days? Not be both. No, the simpler, simpler because it was ridiculous. It's kind of stupid. Wait, and I'm still that... partial to Marvel. I am still partial to Marvel uh, comic books. To Marvel, you mean stories. that the stupidity of youth that has now translated and, and seeped its way into social media that's st- hasn't gone away? Oh. No, it has because I don't think that it is. It, I I still love those. There's a place in my heart that's a little deeper for the mm-hmm. Marvel stuff. But mm-hmm. I still I love the DC stuff. I I'm not going to deprive myself of any mm. comic book property just because of some stupid label, you know. Because of I, some I, hear you. I hear. All right, we will. I, I you you've convinced me enough that we will push V for Vendetta into the Elite yeah. Eight. All right, Hell we will yeah. push it away mainly because Shazam is a fun movie and it's a breath of fresh air. Um, but I I think the level of depth that it goes into vendetta i still love it as a graphic novel so it's enough for me to push it ahead of shazam and our first upset of the day it's not an upset special it's just an upset uh three seed actually a play in three seed beaver vendetta moving on into the elite eight all right final matchup before we go to break aquaman takes on either batman returns or the movie red i freaking love the movie red 
I love it. It's not even just like I love it. It was. It, I remember watching it. It was. I watched it like a year after it came out. Just a fun movie. John Malkovich is just so hilarious in it. Batman Returns is a slog of a movie that, at its core, uh, has Batman killing, which is again not what Batman's supposed to be doing, unless your name is Zack Snyder. Like Superman too. Very true. Very true. Well, I thought Superman two didn't he just put him back into the into no, the space? No, threw them all yeah. down into the bottomless pit of the uh, of um. Yeah, so they're not dead. They're just kind of. Down no, what, what are they then? They have no powers. They were human. So they, they're down in the bottomless pit of the Fortress of Solitude in a frozen tundra. Maybe a Donner party kind of thing going on down there. <laughs> alive. We are alive. No, um, you never know. Boba Fett got swallowed by a you know, sand beast of some kind, and he's still alive. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, getting back to this. I don't know. But, I think red. I think red is an easy shoe in over Batman Returns. Retired, extremely dangerous. What do you What do you think about red versus Aquaman? Ba- versus- wait, wait, no, no. Batman versus Batman Returns first. Yeah, I can see Batman. I can see red beating Batman Returns. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. I think so. I think. I think it. I think it definitely. All right. Good. We're gonna. We're gonna move that past. Take that, Andrew. Batman returns. Not gonna, no, not not on my watch. Not on my watch. Uh, I posted that on Facebook too, though, and mixed. I mean, it was like some Dennis Calero thinks Batman Returns is the greatest Batman film of all time, unless he was being sarcastic, which I can't tell through social media. He did not put a smiley face and or a he's allowed an exclamation he's a, point. He's an adult and stuff. He's allowed. And then others were like, "No, Red was clearly better." So we're gonna we're gonna push Red ahead now. Red versus Aquaman. That's why is you don't ask other matchup. people their opinion? That's 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 the trick, right there. Well, I need we needed that's a third, we needed a a <laughs> bipartisan. Now next next week, by the way, just not to jump ahead, but next week we're gonna get a surprise uh, special guest in here. This is a that bad we thing. have so that we have a third voice in our in our tournament because you know at this point there's nothing to dictate which gets moved forward. So. Uh, if we come to a standstill and we need a third a third voice yes yes he's a surprise special guest don't even it'll be it'll be amazing um Mm. i haven't actually confirmed or booked anyone yet so don't quote me on it but we're gonna get him don't worry um it's a him i have in mind could be a her but it's not uh aquaman versus red that's a tough one right i think that's tough I think it's a little no, tougher than that. No, me. it's just Aquaman, plain and mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa also because of if you want to if you want to pad it, Aquaman was the underdog. Aquad- yeah. Aquaman was a was a was a was a middling DC character. Yeah, that was a joke in Entourage. Okay, yeah. the whole Aquaman movie was a joke in Entourage. Yeah, it had Jason Momoa in it, who everybody loved, but didn't have a lot of box office success. Um, up to that, if you count his uh, um, his Conan movie and mm-hmm, a couple of mm-hmm. other attempts, although he's been he's been he's been working his butt off doing a lot of stuff, he's he's all yeah. over the place. Yeah, and um, and it's a DC movie, which they weren't doing that. You know, they yeah. weren't averaging. I mean, it did have Wonder Woman just before that, so the trend had changed a little. Bit. Yeah, but for Aquaman to, to hit the billion dollar club yeah. over Superman. Over over Batman versus Superman. 
over Wonder Woman, over all those other characters, to be the first of those movies to, to, to hit a billion. Yeah. That's, come on. That should move, that should move it ahead. I actually was going to move it ahead anyway. I look, Red, Red kind of has an unfair advantage in that sure it's based off a comic book. So it's Road to Perdition, right? Yeah, and we don't put that on any list. It's, it's not as if you know Aquaman had much to overcome, and for James Wan to have pulled it off, I think it's I think it's without a doubt. All right, so Agreed. only we had two minor. Well, I wouldn't even call it a minor upsets. Uh, we had Bat. We had Red over Batman Returns. We had V for Vendetta over Batman Forever, but then V for Vendetta. Stunning Shazam to move ahead in our tournament. So the Earth 148 Elite Eight, well, the last, actually, the, the Earth 148 matchup in the Elite Eight, I should say, is Superman versus Aquaman next week. The Earth 149 matchup is Tim Burton's Batman taking on V for Vendetta. That's going to be an interesting one, I think. Earth 154 bracket, because I have an agenda Dark Knight versus Joker. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Earth 159 bracket, Wonder Woman taking on Superman 2. Uh, we'll throw some stuff up on social media as well. Uh, so if you can follow our personal accounts, uh, you can follow the Rogue Wave podcast on Facebook. Uh, you'll be able to vote as well in these, uh, these tournament things. So we will, we will allow some fan influence in our tournament. When we come back... Is this the end for comic books as we know it? We go spinning the racks when we come back. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave Podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. Every week, we like to give you the insight into the comic book world that will soon translate into the film and TV world that you have come to know and love. We call this segment Spinning the Racks. Spin the Racks. Spin the Racks. Coronavirus versus... Comics. Diamonds Steve Geppi perform, uh, confirms closure. No new comics after this week. This is actually a sad story, and I'm, I'm you know, we we we've steered clear of most coronavirus stuff at this point, mainly because it, in the entertainment world, aside from theaters closing, aside from New York City being on lockdown, there's not really much new information in terms of uh, movie delays or anything like that. I mean, we don't, you know, the only there are no the only, movies. The so, only, yeah. right, exactly right. The only confirmed uh, delay I can absolutely say is that, uh, or confirmed cancellation is Megacon. Uh, I will not be appearing at Megacon in April. Is It has been moved to June. And so I'll not, be appearing, I'll not be appearing <laughs> at Megacon at all, actually, because I can't make that weekend. So, uh, but Bleeding Cool broke the story uh, that Diamond Comics was closing its doors for the foreseeable future uh, for all new product as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Steve Geppi, chairman and CEO and founder of Diamond Comics, uh, just confirmed the news with the following statement, in which he confirms that product intended for sale in April and beyond will not ship to stores in North America. Uh, it will be the this week will be the last week for the foreseeable future in terms of getting your new comics. Um, 
I actually got an email from my comic book store, Comics Warehouse, uh, that you know I've been going to them for since I was a kid, really. Uh, you know, they're they're sitting in dire straits right now. He's like, I don't. He's like, I really don't know. He says he, you know, they think maybe April, uh, you know, will will be a kind of a closed closed door, but then maybe by mid to late April they'll start shipping comics again and and you know they're a new york based store so they're not essential so they're they're kind of closed after governor cuomo you know kind of closed any non-essential yeah shut the whole state down yeah yeah uh, and, and you know we're not arguing with it. it there was there was a necessity for that it just you know getting the email about they don't know if they're going to open their doors after this is uh is kind of jarring to say the least um you know, I mean, I don't know. I know you're not necessarily shopping on a regular basis in any particular store, but, you know, the idea anytime, of... Anytime the entire medium is in jeopardy, you know, an entire wing of the medium is in jeopardy, yeah. you know, something that we've been following our entire lives, mm-hmm. you know, um, then, yeah, that's a significant thing. That's yeah. no small thing. I don't... Even if I don't collect comics, even if I don't buy comics or whatever, yeah. um, I don't consider it a small, trivial thing Yeah. That, print might go out of business you know yeah so. no and and you know we, our friends at funny business in Nike, new york as well too where we've hosted um some uh, live yeah, shows I was thinking about those guys yeah um, he's on instagram you can you can go follow at funny business um on his instagram you can look up look them up and he's been doing a bunch of uh, igtv um videos since the store closed and just talking about you know so his store is closed they well they have to be yeah all the all the cl- well, i mean it's not essential uh, i don't know about like going out of business closed, just he's, he's, yeah, he's closed. I mean, he right. can't be, he can't, he literally can't be open right now um, by law. So uh, I know he does some eBay business. Uh, I know the folks at Comics Warehouse do eBay business. I know a lot of people out there are trying to do some eBay business, uh, but there's no new comics. So, uh, you know, my, my guy's actually having a, a curbside sale, you know, on Saturday. Uh, actually, yeah, on Saturday, uh, he's going to have a curbside sale. Uh, basically oh. he's, he's, he's going to participate in some, uh, comic book takeout, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, but basically it's, yeah, you have to go, you have to come get your comics. So, um, it's, it's a Heavy. crazy, yeah, it's a crazy time right now, uh, with everything. And, and, uh, so, you know, hit us up. I know there's plan C distribution, uh, is a Facebook group that I was invited to. Uh, so go look them up on Facebook. I think they're trying to do something. Uh, for the comic book industry, I know a uh, friend of the show, Tom Hutchinson, uh, with Big Dog Inc. is 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 also trying to help out as much as possible. I know there's a bunch of things, but hit us up, facebook.com slash Rogue Wave Podcast. Uh, so what do you think, though? Do you think it's going to come back? Do you think uh, it's... Uh, oh, the comics will come back. The question the question that I... that I, I mean, if Diamond... Like, Diamond was making it sound really dire. Like, it's like... It's like comics are over after this week. I mean, that's pretty, they didn't, I mean, of course, everybody, every business person is going to always leave a door open for, you know, for the possibility It's the question of the, of the physical comic book because digital will continue on. I yeah, mean, that's, that's the whole thing, all right? If Marvel and DC decide to publish the comics that were supposed to go out in this month digitally and people start consuming it digitally where they didn't before, um, then yeah, I, not then, gonna go back. then yeah, comic book retailing as we as we've known it is is going to be thin. It's not going to be dead, uh, but but and it's know, already thin, right? It's always it's already you know, been on its on its legs, you know. On its, I, on its, I think on a 
back foot, right? It, I for think quite yes. A while. I think yes, but not as not as dire yet as we kind of imagined it to be. Yeah, but um, this might push it over. This, correct. This could push it. Correct. This, uh, you know, you're going to see the bigger stores like the Midtown Comics will survive. Um, forget who the well, they're comic selling store in more than just that. You know, of course, yeah, of course. I mean, you're also going to see things pop up, which uh, Joe Mulvey and I always had the idea of doing the, uh, you know, comic book slash bar. Uh, you know, where where it's it's comic book themed and it's, um, you know, there's a pizza place actually in Brooklyn uh, called Villains Hideout, and that's what they do. They 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 have comics everywhere that you can sit down and read while you eat and things like that. Nice. Like there's, you know, there, I think that's where you're going to see. It's going to be more of a novelty, um, but yeah, no, the digital age you know, is upon us now. It's interesting too, because image comics released a statement saying they're not going to release uh, anything in this month because it would be too much for retailers uh, who can't open their doors. Uh, and they also, you know, they're, they're cutting back a lot of their line uh, just to kind of help the retailers out. So, right. You know, but it's interesting. I mean, you have companies like maybe like vault comics, you have companies, uh, you know, like an image, uh, you know, a Zenoscope, like if they're not, shipping new comics are they going to survive like how are they going to survive you know they are they going to you know you can't fault them for selling their stuff digitally at that point you can't fault them no. for for selling for saying well no we're going to print these issues up and we're going to ship them out you know via our website so if you like our you know if you you know it's a very interesting cross section the thing that's most interesting about all of this too is the villain we're facing here is not a country. It's not a, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that I think Hollywood Reporter put it best. I was reading an article and they're like, this is both a scary and a boring time. Uh, it's scary if you're in New York City. It's scary if you're in one of these hotbeds. If you are in middle America, which hasn't gotten hit by this just yet in, in the same level, uh, there, there's a lot of like, you know, contention about, well, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves in this position, but we are putting this ourselves in position to prevent something major from happening. So it's, you know, there's just this, it's such a, a such a mixed bag that, you know, that this villain that we're facing is invisible to us in a way. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. it's such a, that's what, that's what contagions are. I know. I know. So anyway, like I was saying before, if you know of any way to help your comic book retailer, please let us know. Uh, we will pass it along next week in our spin the rack segment. Uh, you can hit us up at uh, facebook.com slash roguewavepodcast. Uh, you can also email me, sire at mikebooks.com, M-I-K-E books.com. Uh, happy to you know, spread any kind of information uh, that can help the retailers in Jeopardy. Uh, we are here to help. Uh, Hassan's personal information, I will post uh, his exact address, directions to it. Um, yes. you know, yes. How to Please bypass me. How to bypass the security at the front door? Uh, you know everything. I'll, I'll whatever whatever is going to help us. Whatever is going to help us. All right. right. Hate to end on a downer. Um, like I said, we try to give you a diversion. We hopefully we did that. Uh, next week we will continue our March movie madness. Plus, Bloodshot hit VOD, so we will give you our take on the Bloodshot movie uh, that didn't quite you know fail <laughs> that. that it didn't fail to launch. It just picked the absolute worst week to try to launch in theaters. So we will give you our take on the Bloodshot movie next week. We'll see you then.
Ogwe.